have some podcast episode 141 my name is craig goldberg thank you so much for joining us as always i am here with my co-hosts abigail gardner what's up guys and jacob walsh hello as i was trying to say earlier before i was rudely interrupted by a man delivering a package at the front door how rude i love packages oh i've got packages to talk about today yeah um last (laughs) week we had a guest uh wwe superstar zach ryder AKA Matt Cardona. He hosts the major wrestling figure podcast and uh, got really good feedback. People seem to really enjoy our toy stress. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. The uh, people are listening, I guess, huh? Yeah. The people. <laughs> they <laughs> like it. They're listening. Jake's always surprised. Somebody's listening, right? Someone out there is right. listening. Um, All right. You know who? I think he actually enjoyed the stress because if anybody didn't listen last week, uh, we were talking to him about real Ghostbusters and he was like, You know, he has some real Ghostbusters stuff, but he was like, I've got what I need. I got the Ecto-1, Ecto-1A, got the Firehouse, got the four guys, Slimer, Stay Puffed, no more. Got a message two days ago. Oh, we got him. We got him good. Dude, we got him. So good. Our goal is to inspire others to make bad financial decisions. We Bobby 80s'd him. We did. Yeah. Uh, got a message from Zach, and he just, uh, it was a picture of five mint on card, uh, tombstone tackle, and a couple, couple other real Ghostbusters monsters, and it just said, uh, it said, fuck you. <laughs> Dude, that's a nice message to Is wake up to. Is that a challenge? To. Yeah. Are we, like, are we, are we, res- are we wrestlers now? Do we, yeah. do we, like, fight now? What happens next? I mean, that's what I assume he meant. I'm on my way to, to go wrestle at the next event. <laughs> yes. To take on the challenge. We just show up. We show up on, on Raw. Of, with, yeah, with a chair. We, with a chair. And I'm like, yo. Hey. So we heard you didn't want to buy the, what did he buy? Real Ghostbusters is, action figures. I couldn't even is remember. Is that your wrestling voice? That's my wrestling <laughs> voice. Are you wrestling as, is your, okay, so Craig's wrestling gimmick is that. He was a wrestling announcer who just got fed up. Yeah. <laughs> it much. is. It is. And I go to the ring and they're like, they're like, let's go to the ring. Let's see what Craig has to say. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my challenge. <laughs> I got a lot of problems welcome with you people. Welcome to my challenging life. <laughs> uh, anyways. Got yeah, that would be the worst uh, wrestling character of all time. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of fun, so if you haven't checked out that episode, go for it. Yeah. A lot of good toy talk. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. I love toys. I've always loved toys, but it's getting to a point where, I think, is it too much? Too much love? I'm having to kind of assess, like, 
I love collecting toys more than like I love other things in my life that I should love, like family members and stuff. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And I texted you guys. I was at the uh, salon today getting my hair done, and I was in their bathroom, and they had like a really nice Ikea shelf for all of their toilet paper and paper towel items. And I was like, this is an underused shelf. Oh, it's they like, should well, be putting but toys maybe on that's this. what they collect, Abby. Maybe, I don't know if you, if you probably got them in there. Well, maybe those toilet to papers collect. are limited edition. You think? Maybe those are like mail aways. <laughs> mail away so, Some of those. Paper. Those some could have been. Some of them were signed, uh, Jake. <laughs> one of a kind. You should have signed. Uh, it's like, I've, I know what you're talking about. It's almost like a Detoff, but it's like the better Detoff. Like, mm-hmm. It's like the Ferkler or something. It's like German looking. Like it's all industrial and yeah. diesel punk. And yeah, it looks cool. like, um, oh, what was looks that like band? It's a good thing to put toilet paper in. It looks like what Rammstein, the band, sleeps in. Yeah, at night. <laughs> Just on different shelves. Du Haas. Anyways. Detoff. Uh, so yeah, I just love collecting toys. I love talking about toys. And it's getting to a point where... Uh, you know, Zach was talking about it last week. He he's a, he called it an addiction. He's like, I'm legit addicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a sickness. And I, I was like, you are talking to the preacher, my man, because all of us talking are to the preacher, preaching to the choir. <laughs> That's a Craigism, by the way. I know what I just did. Talking to the preacher, preaching to the choir, talking to I the like preacher. That. Yeah, Craig says you're talking to the preacher, buddy. Um, <laughs> so. So first of all, that's, I like that. Thank you, and that's also Craig's. So, um, anyway, yeah, when Zach was saying everything he was saying, I was just like reiterating it. I'm like, yeah, we know. We've we've been saying this for a long time. It's stressful. We're all addicted. Jake, mm-hmm. do you think it's a sickness? Like, would you say you're addicted to buying toys? I mean, I, I feel like whenever you use the word addiction, there's a lot of negative. Mm. Um, negative you know, connotations. connotations exactly and i don't think buying toys in any way is is like a negative thing i don't think if you can afford it and you're not like you know going hungry and you're buying your toys or whatever there's nothing about that that's negative mm-hmm. i've never gone so hungry, that's the but yeah. i've never gone hungry from buying toys but there's definitely been weeks where i didn't eat as well as i should have <laughs> yeah but yeah but we're not talking about like the but that's part diet. of the fun is you're just like all right well this week yeah i mean pasta this week you know yeah, but you're doing that's that the fun. it's not like you're 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 not missing your like uh, major bills and getting kicked out of your house and no. having like an intervention <laughs> you're talking about addiction the, sounds bad you're just skipping a couple trips to the gas station to buy snacks cuz you're saving money for your uh, toys <sighs> It's all fine. I'm, all I'm saying being is responsible. Uh, all I'm saying is I can stop if I want. Yeah. It's no I feel deal. like I just came you up with. You can't tell me what to do, Mom. <laughs> How about this? I don't let them tell me what to do. Play sets equals pasta. Yeah. Weeks where I'm buying a playset. <laughs> like this week, I got a couple. Oh, I can't wait to talk. Dude. Uh, but anyway, so it was a lot of fun. So check out that episode. And uh, I feel like we're going to continue to talk about toys. What do you guys think? I hope so. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do mm-hmm. just for it. But I agree. It's not like – it's not a bad thing. Right. It's not like I'm not doing drugs. No, you're not hurting anyone. You're not like <laughs> – you know, and maybe the kid that wanted the toy that you bought it like faster than is upset. But well, he needs they to can grow get over up. it. He needs to grow up. They need more – they need to get a job. So <laughs> – There was a – um in one of our really early episodes – Fuck that. No, we can't say that. Uh, Sorry. What? In one of our really early episodes, I remember I told a story about – how annoyed I get when I see kids like in the toy aisle 
when I'm shopping for toys. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. I was specifically referencing, there used to be this store we used to go to back when we started the podcast called Toys R Us. And um, <laughs> I've heard of this. It's a Canadian outlet now. <laughs> and uh, I just, like, I would go to Toys R Us, you know, like, normally four or five times a week. And uh, I just would, like, I'm, like, looking at toys, and there's nothing worse, like, you're... You're going down the Star Wars aisle. You're going down the wrestling aisle, looking at the turtles. And then there's just some kid Mm. being loud, Mm. crying, because his mom... Why do these parents take their kids to Toys R Us if they're not going to buy them anything? That I never understand. Mm. Because probably, like, maybe that's a little bit of a... um, Maybe if a kid's being bad and, you know, putting them in the corner or saying go to timeout is just not doing it. You got to rub it in their face. Or just like, you know what? I'm going to take this kid to Toys R Us, and he ain't getting shit. Shit. It's cold, first of all. That's a giraffe of a different color. I get annoyed at kids in the toy aisle. I get annoyed at parents in the toy aisle who are buying puzzles for kids instead of toys. You Um, you know, I sometimes, like, I I have gotten annoyed at a kid in 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 a toy aisle, but I also sometimes find myself being like, dude, that kid's got good taste. Like, a kid will be like, mom, I want this. And I'm like, hey. Mm -hmm. He's right. Like, you should get him that. Like, I find myself siding with the kid. Yeah. Dude, the worst is when I see a kid, I'm like, that kid has good taste, but I'm just, like, looking at his clothes. <laughs> Dude, I get jealous he of well-dressed even, kids all the time. Khakis on. Dude, kids dress so much better than they used to. Like, I look at pictures of me from elementary school, and I'm like, I legit looked insane. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. looked insane. Completely insane. Hey, you want some actual... Toy Store, Walmart, Target stress. Yeah. Yes. Going pe- – walking by the uh, – when you walk by the the children's clothes aisle and you see how much better all the shirts for kids are and you're like, mm. oh, cool. Look at that Jurassic Park shirt. Look at that Super Mario Brothers shirt. Look at that fuck. You know, like how come the kids get all the cool shirts? They don't have yeah. any of those for adults. Yeah, I know. And also all the cool accessories – Thankfully, I'm my wrist is small enough to wear like boy size watches, but they've got I got a Batman watch from Target in the boys section, nine dollars. It still looks good. It's a you know they they got all the good stuff. Let's just say it. When we were going through that, I agree. When we were going through that uh, Sears Wish book a couple months back, um, we all agreed that like those like little kids Ninja Turtles and Mario Brothers like sweatsuits, like mm-hmm. the matching sweatpants and shirts. That was like the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there. That's it. Take that, kids. That's all there is to it. And it's still better and superior than I think the adult versions of like those shirts. Like the Jurassic Park shirts that are made for like women are like, I don't need that. What was the one that's like Chris Pratt is my alpha or something like that? Yeah, it's like brunch, rainy Sundays in Jurassic Park or something stupid like that that I can't deal with. So I'm not going to wear it. Yeah, according to the shirts at Target, women only care about wine and avocados. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> Namaste in bed. All, all right. Like all the women's – if you look at the women's shirt section at Target, it's the – This stu- is a weird episode. Yeah. It's getting weird. <laughs> hey, can, everybody can tell we don't have a fucking rundown. We Joint stress rundown today. Today is just like hey, everybody's stress. How do we feel about kids in the toy aisle? Listen, women's section at Target. Listen, one day – not tonight, but one day we all need to talk about what, what you wore to high school on your first day of ninth grade. Nope. Oh. No, my God, I, I, dude, Ooh. dude, the way I dressed in school, literally my whole life. Last time I was at my mom's, I did find some pictures of me from like 
you know, elementary school and middle school. And I stand by some of those choices. Like I'll, I'll be wearing like, you remember those t-shirts that would have like all over print of like a giant panther or like a snake. (laughs) Yeah. I used to wear those a lot. Okay. Um, one of my picture day shirts I'm wearing just like a shirt with dinosaurs. Like I, I stand by all that stuff. Yeah. High school though. Every, every picture of me in my, every high school yearbook, it's all super embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember in 11th grade, I wore a Punisher t-shirt. I, I was like, I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> um, I was like, God, dude, this is fucking cool, man. Punisher. I had, I didn't read Punisher. I didn't know anything about Punisher. It probably wasn't. Look at the skull. It probably wasn't even Punisher. It was just something yeah. else. I'm probably wearing a corn shirt in three out of four of my high school. God damn it! I'm jealous of photos. both of you. Honestly, I, I was wearing a non-logo dude, I shirt because I went to private school. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I had breakaway pants. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. My, f- I'll never forget this. I'll tell the story, then we'll move on. Because we have an interview tonight, too. Cool. Um, I, okay, so do you know, like, I used to do this thing. I don't know if you guys did this, where, like, you would get new, like, you go back to school shop and get new clothes. And, like, before school, I would lay out all my clothes, like, on the floor. Like, in, like, as if they, the yeah. floor was wearing them. Yeah, I do the same thing. So I'd have my shirt and then my jeans and my shoes, my silver chain because I had that. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, I would like kind of lay – like I would lay next to it on the floor. Just imagine. What? (laughs) I'm so weird. You'd lay next to it? Dude, dude, when when I was in – the year I got into high school, they um, started making you tuck your shirt in. Ah, uh, dude. Oh, which, which, first of all, like, you know what? It they they did it the year I started, and then after I think that I think it was the year after I graduated, they they stopped making the kids do that. But it was you, and it didn't matter if you had a sweatshirt on, like mm-hmm. a jersey, everything, <laughs> everything had to be tucked in, <laughs> tucked in and sweatshirt. <laughs> dude, swear to swear to God, everything had to be tucked in, and like, so first of all, most clothing that. Most people wear just in general, just isn't made to be tucked in, doesn't look good, especially when you're like a fat. That is the worst fucking thing you can do to a fat kid is make them tuck in their fucking shirts. Yeah, it was the, the only thing made, worse it than made that. Me hate my high school. The only thing so worse much. that you could do to a fat kid is um, make him eat like broccoli or something. Um, hey, what? Hey, are you? Oh, wait. I just it just dawned on me, Jake. You weren't fat. Yeah, no, yeah, no I was and oh. I am. No, no, you're not, Jake. You can't. I literally look at pictures Stop of Jake it. and I get so fucking jealous. So turned Shut on. Up. Literally, I, so I have to keep the pictures of you out of the house. Horny. Very listen, competitive. Oh this episode is getting <laughs> so weird. So listen, listen. So listen. So, I, uh, so horny. <laughs> I. This was, let me tell you what my outfit was. I was feeling really good about this. Mm-hmm. This is going into ninth grade. I was wearing white Tommy Hilfiger denim jeans mm-hmm. that were so fucking big on me. They were the, okay. They were already baggy. They were like five sizes too big. On the waist too or like a tapered down leg? Just giant pants. Yeah. These pants not only had red, <laughs> white, and blue back pockets. Oh, my but God. But they had the left leg had a very large rubber-embossed Tommy Hilfiger signature. Nice. Very cool. 
Dude, that's how you know it's real. That's how you know. the Providence. That's how you know I was lower middle class. Okay. (laughs) Then my shirt was a, okay, I was probably five foot four, 130 pounds or something. A double extra large yellow FUBU t-shirt. Wow. Mm. Okay. Dude. So I have all this laid out and I'm feeling good, right? I'm like, this is going to. This year, I'm taking things to the next level. Yeah. Next morning. White pants, level up. Get up. Everything on. Gel my hair. I had switched from a bowl Did you cut. leave your clothes on the floor all night next to no, you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Guys, I'm not crazy. So your little ghost person could hang out? Listen, real quick. That summer, I'd gone from the parted down the middle bowl cut to the Caesar pushed forward George oh. Clooney cut. Whew. Lots of LA looks, just huh. like a half a bottle, smashing I my hair down. I just got chills. I put on the FUBU shirt. I put on the jeans. I get on the bus. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. The whole ride. This is going to be good. This is going to be great. Going to have a million friends. Going to have a girlfriend. Going to touch something that I've never touched before. Life is going to be grand. We get there. I step off the bus. I look around and I immediately say to myself, I have done something very, very bad. (laughs) I have completely. There's a whole episode of Freaks and Geeks like that. I was literally like mortified. I was like, what? I knew it. The second I stepped into like off the bus and I like, felt the air on my face, I was like, this, I've completely fucked up. Fuck. Um, so it was tough. And like, I remember I had an art class and this kid immediately just, I walked in, he just started laughing. Like he was uh, laughing at me. Um, but the, the fact that you realized this doesn't look good. That says something about you that I think, it, you know, like you were, you became self-aware. self-aware pretty quickly. You yeah. know, I don't think I became self-aware about the clothes <laughs> that I was wearing until well out of high school. Um, Still probably look <laughs> foolish. I don't Jake, know. I appreciate your compliment, but two years later I wore a shirt to school that said sperm donor and I was sent to the office. <laughs> so it doesn't get better. So my self-awareness wasn't great. So that's my big clothes story. Um, I like it. I like God. it. Well, listen, so coming up here a little this bit. This is my favorite episode. This is, Me great. Too. this is great. I don't have any. Can I? The only thing that I can think of to throw in real quick is uh, junior year of high school. I well, I took a pair of like blue Dickies pants and then I cut off into shorts and then cut into a skirt. And I wanted to wear it like the next day. So I probably at like 12 or 1 a.m. like did a quick stitch on it to make shorts into a skirt. And I wore it into uh, my AP art class first period and the whole thing just split open. And I had to call my dad and have him bring me pants. So that's my story. Oh. Wow. God, I would have killed to be able to call anybody to bring me anything <laughs> that first day of night. <laughs> I would have worn. I lived really close to the high school. So. Yeah, I was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was a, such a weird kid. Thanks, I would dad. check out. I would call my mom to check me out if I have to go to the bathroom. Get poop. Yeah. Uh, I think we all knew people who did that or were the people who did Dude, that. I would just write my own note. Because the problem at that fucking high school was is they locked all the bathrooms during class. The only bathroom you could go to was like in the ISS office. So you had to go where all the bad kids were into a single stall and then like go to the bathroom. Like it's like I might as Dude, well. Dude, I'm not gonna go near all the bad kids, first of all. This, I'm I like shy. how we keep saying like we're gonna move on, but this episode is just gonna be called YHS Goes to High School. Goes to high school. That's what the that's what we're doing. Okay. Back to high school. Okay, okay. So this girl I dated in ninth grade was a <laughs> real lunch period Oh her dad owned a deli. Ooh. Um all right. 
Why? How'd you fuck that one up? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on tonight on the episode, we actually, we have a a little interview. It's going to come up later. Um, and it has to do with Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Uh, let's not forget why we do this, folks. This is <laughs> this is like the real group therapy. Um, we had on uh, Jerry Milani, who's a uh, he's the head press guy at Wizard World, uh, and we had him on to talk about Fan Fest, and uh, it was a good conversation. And just being completely honest, there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. There's not a whole lot more detail. Early talks. Early it's talks. Early talks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a great conversation. We talked a lot about uh, the inception of FanFest and where it came from and what, what they're looking forward to and how Wizards involved and how Sony's involved. Mm-hmm. And we touched on stuff that uh, people wanted to talk about. So we talked about the guests. We talked about the pricing structure and uh, all that stuff. So th- that'll be coming up uh, closer to the end of the episode. Uh, it's not a super, super long conversation, but we thought for all the folks who are going to FanFest or have had questions about it, uh, it, w- it would be good to uh, to get that out there. So... That'll be coming up with uh, Jerry Milani. And uh, guys, I'm excited about FanFest. Like, I know... Me too. Me too. I, I know that there's some question about the event schedule and stuff like that. They're going to roll it out sooner than later. Um, the one thing uh, that struck me about the conversation when we talked about the pricing and the capacity of the Sony lot, it, we kind of touched on something that we we haven't really... Acknowledged when it comes to going to FanFest, and that is uh, the nature of conventions can be – when a convention is crowded, and you'll hear us talk about this, but Jake, we've all we, – the three of us were down at Spooky Empire last year. Jake, I know you went to Monster Mania in Philadelphia. Yeah. When, when you're in a crowded convention and there's a high, you know, a high-profile guest you're trying to get an autograph from or get a picture, I mean that can turn into your whole day. You know, it can, it can, yeah, it can, it, it, it will, it will turn it from excitement to like sheer utter horror that you're going to just be stuck in a line for six hours and, mm-hmm. and possibly not even get your autograph. And, uh, we've experienced that before. So yeah. 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 And, and one of the, no, I mean, it's one yeah. of the, it's one of the things we talked about. I mean, uh, this isn't really giving anything away from the interview, but Jerry talked about like, listen, Let's say capacity wasn't an issue, right? Let's say they had a big convention center. You know, if there was a $50 price point for FanFest, you might get 10, 15, 20,000 people showing up. And at that point, the once in a lifetime experience could quickly become. I mean, let's face it, this is not Jason Momoa and fucking Tara Reed. Like, this is Ghostbusters. The full. Right. Nothing against Tara Reed. Can we talk about Tara Reed and Jason Momoa like once a week on Guess House? Some I love it. Listen, <laughs> I've got nothing against Tara Reed. Jason Momoa can. I don't. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but this is. When. When has this ever happened and when will it happen again? It's it's truly the nature of this is so different than a traditional con mm-hmm. that there's just some unfortunate like it, it sucks that not everybody's going to get a chance to go. But for the people who are going, you want it to be a great experience. Um, yeah. So we talked about that stuff. It's a it's a good conversation. Yeah, it makes sense. It's exclusive. It's limited. And it's a little bit expensive because it's going to be high quality content for yeah. the people who are going. And they I, gave us. That's what I keep telling myself, at least. Three so. full weekend passes with backstage access. That did not happen. <laughs> did um, not happen. That would have been cool, though. 
Yeah. <clears throat> sure. It would have been like Wayne's World. We like we walk in and we're like, sure, we'd like to party with Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, well, cool. So we're going to be doing some stress, talk about some, you know, some of the stuff we got going on. Before we do that, um, or we can go back to high school and middle school memories. <laughs> yeah. Um, my middle school experience, Jake, I, by the way, was much better than my high school experience. D- really? Middle wow. school. Middle school was better. better. You peaked. Not Boy, even because I dressed. I just hated it. it. Yeah, I was I homeschooled for middle school, so it so, was. Yeah. Seventh grade, these popular kids decided I could be their friend. I'm yeah. telling you, it changed my whole world. By eighth grade, they were done with me. I was back in the. Oh. Back. You in got the, yeah. brought in the fold and kicked back out. That God. happened to me. I didn't even get to sit in the back of the bus till I was like way too old to even be on the bus. That's, yeah, I was riding the bus. <laughs> you should have been junior. driving at that point. Yeah, I was out of high school. Like I didn't get to the back <laughs> of the bus until I was 25 years old. <laughs> um, let's talk about Patreon. So we've been doing these bonus episodes. We do two to three uh, bonus episodes a month. And for $5, you can get on these bonus episodes. It's patreon.com slash yes, have some. That's our name. I know it by heart. And uh, we did one last week where we fixed franchises because they asked us to. And next week, we teased it last week. Should we just go ahead and say what we're doing for the bonus episode next week? I feel let's like we should. Do, let's do it. Let's, let's just, just do, do it. Yeah. Okay, so this is what it's going to be. Patreon next week. If you're on Patreon, if you're a YHS patron, or if you sign up, it's $5. You get access to our entire back catalog of VIP Patreon episodes. And next week, we are doing a deep dive, in-depth discussion on Abby. Drum roll. Those are all my different drum roll variations. <laughs> I tried three different ones. We're just going to let it, we're just gonna let Abby do a drum roll for as long as possible. All right, I just still hit the, the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla, 1998. Yep, the Woo! best. The best one. The biggest, the best, the only, my first Godzilla movie I'll ever see in its entirety will be that movie, Godzilla 98. Wait, oh, whoa. Oh, the fuck what? off. What? Hey, Jake, is that okay? Or should I, like, watch another no. better first? Godzilla? Hold Let's on. Just, give Wait. me a, Help oh, me. Just stop help, talking. Help me. Help me. <laughs> you, you Wait, you didn't see the, the 2014 Godzilla? Oh, wait, fuck. Yeah, okay. All right, so I saw that. Okay, okay. So I saw that one. But this is your, but this is your first beside. So yeah. okay. this is our first second. Japanese Godzilla. Like really oh respected one. There's a lot. There's a lot. I can't blame you. There is a lot. Okay. I call Ooh. this one Godzilla '98. I, I refer to as uh, Matthew Broderick's uh, big day off with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun. So we're all gonna. Uh, Jake, have you seen this one? Will you need to take some notes beforehand? I mean, I am going to rewatch it. It's been a while. Um, one of the weird things about this movie um, is that it's pro- – I think it's the longest Godzilla. It's like two and a half fucking hours long, <sighs> which is long for it, – it's not – some of the other movies that are a little more serious and are just better in general, it's OK for them to be two and a half hours long. But the fucking 98 Godzilla that's supposed to basically be like a big disaster move, it's too long. It's mm. so – it feels like six hours. Yeah, and some of the things we might talk about, to give it a little tease, maybe we'll talk about that fake Siskel and Ebert. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk about how when I was a kid, I thought that the main girl in that movie 
was uh, uh, Leslie Mann, who is now married to Judd Apatow, but it's not her not? at all. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, that we, would not have that would not have lined up in any kind of way. You know. um, well, hey, we'll talk about how uh, Twister possibly would have never happened if it wasn't for this movie. Oh, for real? And maybe we'll talk about the famous "Ain't It Cool" news review by Harry Knowles. Shit, I where read he it. where it was the first time. This was like, listen, this is 20-some-odd years before Rotten Tomatoes controversy. One of the first times where people went, wait a minute, are these websites being paid to promote movies and say they're good, even if they're not good? Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that, too, because that was a big deal. Um, Yeah. And size does matter. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we'll talk about Taco Bell. Sure It's going to be a long episode. Real long. The longest. So I can't wait to watch it. Everyone else out there, y'all should watch it too. So listen, if you want to get in on Patreon, it's going to be patreon.com slash yes. Have some. As soon as you sign up, you get immediate access to all of our old episodes. And then we do two to three bonus episodes a month. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So thank you to all of our uh, people who have signed up. We'll do some shout outs for our newer patrons next week on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, on top of that, if you want to find Yes Have Some on social media, you want to interact with us, if you want to tell us about what your high school experience was like, mm-hmm. you're going to go to facebook.com slash yes have some cast yeah. or Instagram and Twitter at YHS podcast. But the coolest thing is that we have an official Yes Have Some discussion group on Facebook and Abby. Oh, yeah. No drum rolls. No. Tell us about it. No joking either. It's called Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Go to Facebook.com and search for Yes Have Some Podcast. You'll find our page and you'll scroll down and you'll see our uh, group therapy group pop up. Give that a click. Ask to join the group. It is a closed group. That's how we keep it good. Uh, Either Jake or myself will give you the old approval and you can start posting um, all sorts of quality content. Hey, why not post your high school photo so that we can... Um, oh, that would be that fun. That might get mean, but I think we should. I feel like that would be fun, especially with what we were talking about earlier. So mm-hmm. do it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Join. Or you know what? You should post a picture, like, not maybe not your yearbook photo, but the one that is like more representative of you that you like. I'll post my band photo like yeah. from marching, marching band. Yeah. Let's do some TBTs. Wait, Jake, what instrument did you play? Saxophone. Fuck. Dude. That's what I played. But I quit in eighth grade. Well, yeah, you're a quitter. I played in sixth grade. That was when you thought you were becoming really cool, so you were like, I better quit this band. I better quit. <laughs> I better just quit. Can't be in the band. Um, I, uh, no, in sixth grade, uh, my our first test, I was first chair. And then um, by like two months into sixth grade, I was last chair. And, and again, just <laughs> like the back of the bus. It just wasn't good for me. Yeah. yeah, I knew people like you. Yeah. I knew people like you with your FUBU shirts. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, cool. So, yeah, join us on social media. Before we get into stress this week in, in our interview with Jerry Milani, um, there was a couple small updates in the world of Ghostbusters 3. I don't know if anybody remembers. Uh, we're getting a new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, yeah. I believe sure. it's going to be called Ghostbusters The Ghost Awakens. Mm. Uh, Ghostbusters um, Answer the Phone. <laughs> Um, what if it started off with a scroll? It's like, uh, you get the, <laughs> wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, ready? Ready for this? Ray Stance is missing. Oh my God. For the last several decades, he has been disguised as a traveling vodka salesman. Oh my God. For teenagers, four nondescript teenagers that could be the cast of Stranger Things must partner with 
the sister from Gone Girl to save him. I don't know. It's going to be something. Um, there's some news. So they added for uh, the new Ghostbusters movie uh, a new art director who is the guy uh, who did Cabin in the Woods, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, the VFX supervisor for Venom, which... Not so good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean... Yeah. Listen, you can... I don't even know their names. I should give them credit. Um, it's fine. There's a lot you can say about Venom. The, the special effects were good. I, who cares? It's like... Really? It's too hard to judge. I can't judge. I'm not in any position to start judging VFX coordinators. I don't... Or whatever they're called. A coordinators. Yeah. I no, just made I up agree. a new word. Um, and uh, there was some <laughs> possible casting, too. It was just a rumor... Uh, so we'll only talk about it for a second, but this actress, Jenna Ortega, was rumored to be one of the kids. Not familiar with her. Um, so yeah, uh, she she I think she got her start on like Disney. She's on some current shows, Jane the Virgin, mm-hmm. Stuck in the Middle. I don't know those shows. Never heard of them, yeah. Mm-mm. Abby, let's pretend you're a big Jane the Virgin fan. Yeah. What do you think of Jenna Ortega for this role? I'm so stoked. I'm such a fan of hers. I've watched every episode. Uh, no, it's like I want to look her up right now, but whatever. I guess I'll, I'll decide how I feel about her when I see her. Um, okay, I, I vaguely recognize her, so I literally have no opinion. It looks like um, she's cute, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, okay, cool. So... Yeah, listen, this is how I want to approach this Ghostbuster stuff. There's going to be a lot of small tidbits uh, that kind of roll through the news pages as we go along. But I kind of want to like, when there's rumors, we'll talk about them. But I really want to focus on the actual news. Because if it's just like, what are we going to do? I'm not going to sit here for an hour to speculate why the girl from Jane the Virgin is either a good or bad choice for the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, I just assume she's a good choice because... I feel like they know what they're doing this time around. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I've gotten so far. What do you mean by this time around? There was a movie. <laughs> um, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense to to focus on rumors or anything like that. I mean, like, sure, here and there, it's fun to talk about. But like, mm-hmm. it's a casting rumor. Okay, there's like, uh, there you go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Lori Loughlin's going to be in it. I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> Who? Uh, Aunt Becky from Full House. I think she got arrested oh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is oh, that. Oh, she was like paying off colleges. Yeah. If you lived in the attic of that family's house with your wannabe rock star husband for 20 years, you'd be doing crazy stuff too. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm going to say it again. This is the weirdest episode we've ever done. I'm just glad Nikki and Alex got into a good college. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They must have been saving on rent by just renting that room out instead of, you know. That's Why don't she... we move on to some stress? Because I, this is. Uh, this, this I is have like no a, idea what you guys are even talking about. It's even, potluck. It's potluck. Potluck. It's potluck. 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 All right, let's do some stress. Some stress. You're looking a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Welcome to Yes, Have Some Stress. The this is what we've been doing all week, all episode. I mean, we've been stressing the whole time. But we, this is what we call focused stress. We each talk about a topic that's really getting to us in the world of toys, movies, TV, sometimes music. Have we, Jake? Have you ever done a music stress? I don't think we have. Hmm. All right. 
Well, maybe we'll that maybe we'll that's what I'll do. It'll be my in sixth grade. <laughs> I was first chair on the alto sax. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do a little round table here. Abigail, why don't yeah. you start us off? What's stressing you out this week? Honestly, the the thing that's stressing me out the most. Um, I mentioned a couple of weeks back um, on the podcast that I brought my VCR, my VHS-capable television, um, into our um, my room. And that has been, honestly, like, just an endless source of fun for me. It's kind of like time travel in a way to, like, lay in bed and fall asleep watching um, old VHS tapes the way that they were, like, meant to be watched. It reminds me so much of childhood. Um, Wait, hold on. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like Matt Provencal's head just exploded by referring to VHS tape, you know, the way the movies were meant to be watched. The way they were meant to be watched. Okay, how about On a 12-inch screen. The way that I fell in love with them, like, as a kid and have really good yeah. memories from. Um, so, yeah, obviously, now that I'm watching, I'm literally watching a VHS tape, like, every night and just sometimes just going in the room and laying down and watching um, with a nap. So I'm getting to the point where I thought I had a really good collection of VHS tapes. But now when I'm going to the shelf to like, you know, pull something off, I'm realizing I literally don't have nearly as much as I thought I had. I have a ton of multiples of like, I have like six different versions of Ghostbusters or like three different Jurassic Parks, but I don't have like sometimes the movies that I'm craving as I'm going to look for them. So I find myself being like, I wish there was like a a place to go that I could get VHS tapes from like late at night. But I'm like, Oh, I guess I just want blockbuster to be your thing again. Um, (laughs) and that's not going to happen. So I, and also the other thing that's stressful about it is I can get, and I did pick up some VHS when I was at Toylanta, a convention over this past weekend. Um, but the price is kind of like going up a little bit. If you're going to be buying like from, a booth at a convention or from someone who's reselling it, basically, who's, like, picked it from the wild, from the thrift store. So it's kind of like I have to get out to the thrift stores. I have to get out to the ones that are far, far away, and I've got to get and do, like, a really good pick so that I can come back and have a full supply of, like, for any mood, for any whim that I have of what I want to watch. And also I found myself getting stressed because I wanted to watch new movies on my VCR. I was like, man, I wish they had Get Out on VHS. (laughs) And I was like, that's just a shittier version of, like, whatever is out now. That I was like, I should I mean, do that. That would be a cool – I don't know if anybody does this, but it would be cool th- to, like – I think there are. I are think there? there are some people who do that kind of thing. Like, with custom covers and, like – Yeah. Yeah. I want to answer the call on VHS. Listen, I was thinking that. I was like, I kind of want it on – maybe um, it'll be better <laughs> if it's on VHS. Um, but, yeah, I'm just super into it and, like, have been, like, nonstop thinking about and wanting to go buy more VHS. And I thought I was a collector of it, but now I'm looking at my shelves saying, like, not really because, you know, I don't have everything. I a don't couple, have the stuff I need. A couple thoughts. One, somebody on Twitter tweeted our podcast and said, this podcast talks about wontons more than any podcast. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. I just replied. I was like, thank you. Um, Second stress <laughs> Is wonton related? So, no, just kidding. Um, it's... I wanted one wonton! VHS... so funny. VHS specifically, if you're a VHS collector, like, you can basically go to most thrift stores and Goodwills and just find really good stuff for, like... I mean, sometimes they're, like, 40 cents, 50 cents a dollar. But, Abby, you're absolutely right. When you go to, like, a vendor at a toy show... Yeah. They're charging 5 10 bucks Dude. a pop, depending on the movie. Exactly. Like, eBay is the same way. There's there's like a I have a list of movies on VHS that I've been looking for, and sure you could get on eBay and find all that stuff, but it's like the people who are selling them on eBay, um, 
they'll they'll bump those prices up a little bit. And even like uh, I went to that that like vintage video store in Tampa a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he had all of his VHSs priced to like what they're going for, you know, in the community. So like some things were cheap, but I I. I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I bought a VHS for fifteen dollars, and then oh. I bought another one for twenty, just okay. because I was like, I want these. What? This is what they seem to be going May for. May I ask what? Which you're gonna what make? You you're gonna make yeah, me do I'm it. I'm gonna make you um, tell me. I spent fifteen dollars on Leprechaun Four. Nice, dude. I and, get it. Uh, the twenty dollar one was this like really weird, old, rare um, tape that is kind of like. It's not a movie. It's almost like a lot of like coming attractions for Godzilla movies and dinosaur movies. And oh, okay. Uh, I, I haven't even watched it yet. It's just like it's really cool. It's in a clamshell. So I was like, I'll pay twenty bucks for this thing. Nice. But, nice. but yeah, that's the problem. There, there's a me and Craig went to a, a. I don't think it was a Goodwill, but me and Craig went to a thrift store one day. Uh, and it had a ton of VHS. And I don't know if you remember, Craig, which one that was at. But I we went to one. It was huge. It was like one of those places that had like two stories. Yeah, we're gonna have to go back there. I got to figure out where that was. That their VHS section was giant. Yeah, I want to go to a place that doesn't know what they have. That's like a honey exactly. hole. Because like, yeah. as someone who's been buying VHS now for the last several years, it was it's so readily available and inexpensive to think that it's starting to go for more and that people know what they have. It's I'm like, yeah, it stresses me out. I, mean, I, wanna, yeah. I don't want to pay a lot for the things well, the, I want. The good thing is, like, most thrift stores and Goodwills, they're a dollar a piece, no matter mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah. Right. So. And you could, like, dude, that clamshell version of Gremlins is way easier to find than the, the original VHS box. Like, when they did the re-release. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Abby, I fully mm-hmm. support you going to buy more VHS. And, Jake, I fully support you spending $20 on rare VHS because, hey, listen. If that Leprechaun 4 was 50 cents, you might not have even gotten it. But you were like, hey, this is $15. I better get it. I better buy it. It's rare. Yeah. Um, real quick, <laughs> interjection. Uh, there's a Leprechaun Marathon on Sci-Fi Channel this Sunday. Yep. Yeah, for uh, good old St. Patrick's Day. And they're doing the world premiere of Leprechaun Returns, which has only been available previously video on demand. We nice. had Lyndon Porco, star of Leprechaun Returns, on the podcast a few months ago. So... If you haven't had a chance to check out Leprechaun Returns, which was a movie we all actually really enjoyed, uh, and if you have cable, tune into uh, Sci-Fi Channel this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this weekend's my birthday, so I know what I'll be doing. What? Yeah. Yes, sir. (laughs) Mr. Birthday Man. That's what I call myself. Cool. Um, But that's cool. I'm glad that they're premiering that on TV. Yeah, same. Yep. Cool. Abby, anything else for this uh, VHS stress? Uh, I think honestly that was that was about it. I mean, I was getting to the point where I didn't like couldn't find anything I wanted to watch the other day on my VHS shelf that I grabbed Godzilla '98 and I opened it. So that's where I am. Good job. Um, thank there, you. There was a podcast review, but not, the great majority of our reviews on iTunes are positive and five stars. But there's a couple in there where people got a little uh, testy. Yeah. And one guy, I'll never forget, one guy was like, these three just want to hear themselves talk. And I was like, exactly. Sure do. <laughs> got it. Because we sound good. Uh, Jake. Yeah. Do you got some stress? 
I got too many stresses here. Hmm. Um, I, I, I have it. a list. I just have a list of stress, and I was like, I can't mm-hmm. talk about all these. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two very quick rapid fire, and then I have two that I think we can discuss. Cool. Go for um, it. I have some mail coming in for you guys, and I'm like, it's like I'm se- so like uh, I'm 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 gonna be seeing you guys this weekend, Saturday, coming to town. Projects are happening. Um, but I bought something uh, to, to to bring to you, and I'm like, you know what? This is not very far. It can make it. If they ship it on Monday, we'll be here. And uh, I don't think it's going to be here, and that's stressful. I, I, I guarantee you it will get here, like, the day I come home from Atlanta. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I well, also fuck. finished – hey, you'll get it next time. Um, I finished reading Pet Cemetery for the second time today. Okay. Um, and I feel stressed about that because I feel slightly different about the ending of the book than I did the first time. Yeah. Um, also I, I, I'm still stressed out about this movie and the changes and, uh, I, I'm so conflicted because I still think the movie can be good. Um, but Part of the, you know, part of the stuff I read about, like, you know, them changing it from Gage to Ellie is because they didn't they didn't want to, like, put, you know, a younger child through some of the stuff he would had to do. Um, But then I was like, you know what? That's bullshit, because, like, we live in a world where you can CGI Will Smith's face on a fucking blue genie body. and Nobody gives a fuck. So, like, can't you just like you can CGI a little bit of it. And then also I, I got done reading the book and I was like, hey, you know what? undead version of gauge is in that fucking book for two pages like it just it annoyed me there we go why'd you have to bring up fucking aladdin man nobody wants that i kind of want to see aladdin at this point i Uh, I can admit i the newer trailer was better that's not saying really anything listen i think he looks better when he's not blue, I, I think that's the weirdest part is that he just looks fucking it looks weird to have the genie's body. But with Will Smith's face, I think that's the worst part is that just looks weird. Also, I, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear him rap through the, the best songs in the movie, which I, I'm afraid he's going to do because it seems that way. Oh, it's like a whole new world. Miami, Miami. That's exactly that's rap. Um, I'm still going to watch that movie. I don't whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's here's some here's some real stress. I'm gonna hit you with uh, with a with a different. This is a different stress this time. Hit me. Um, for the last few years, I've been uh, designing the logo for PKE Surge, which everybody knows is you know the big uh, Ghostbuster get together at Dragon Con every year. And is it the I one think- that's um, fifteen hundred dollars? <laughs> Hey, um, you say that in a joking matter, but once you fucking pay for those hotel rooms, yeah, it is. Yeah, but this time you only get a meet and greet with Chase Ambrose and Hal Clay. I know. And a breakfast with us. (laughs) As long as we get that brunch again, I don't give a shit. Um, Wait. So, like, I feel like I've been kind of behind on uh, getting the, the logo. Last year it was really easy because we were just recreating the the logo from the very first year. But every year I go to do this, it's a little stressful because I have to come up with just some ideas. And uh, I've been thinking about it the last few days. I threw something together. 
usually the way this happens, we're gonna I'm gonna give a little insight to the people who aren't in the PKE planning group Facebook page. Usually we come up with a couple of different designs. I post them. I listen to everybody tell me how my designs can be better, and then we pick one. And then I, I go with that one. But this year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do this one. I'm just going to do it. We're going to put it out there. Yeah. I sent it to you guys today, uh, like a like an early draft of it. Um, I've shown it to a few people. I'm a little stressed about it because it's very different. But I don't know. It's just it's it's a stressful thing to be like, I got to come well, up with. The, I just got to come up with the logo. Let me. It's different, but it's fucking good. Man. It is good. And I think like as an artist, this is not something like you are ever going to be taught. If you go to art school, you just kind of learn it like as you go. It's not easy to draw a wonton and like let people know what <laughs> like you it's might be really like, what is that? Is that a clam? Everyone's face inside of Wait, the wonton. Wait, that actually should be the logo this year. Uh, just no. like a, an empty thing of soup. No, a talking um, wonton and it's like Little um, Shop of Horrors. God, no, it's a can, no more wontons. It's a can of soup. No, it's a bowl of wonton soup, but everyone's faces from PK Surge, all the planning group is is on the wontons. Um, in all seriousness, I know we don't want to give away what the logo is, but Jake, it's great. I love it. I, I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it captures well, the spirit of Ghostbusters and Atlanta and Dragon Con, I think, all in one. I appreciate that. I didn't I, I wasn't trying to like bring it up for you guys to tell me how good it is. I, it's just uh um then why did you just <clears throat> PayPal me money with a note that said please say it was good? Yeah, why did why did you text me saying <laughs> Please tell me how you. great I am. Um <laughs> it's weird like I feel I, I, this part of the stress is a little different because it's like um I feel like I've been a little busy with having to do that kind of stuff at home and, and, and coming up with like commission things and, uh, submissions for other, you know, prehistoric times has been a little stressful. And, uh, I want the logo. Like, I feel like I want the logo to be the the best thing I can do because it's fucking, it's ghostbusters and it's all my friends, you know what I mean? So, Mm uh, it's, I'm, I'm a little stressed because, Usually whenever I whenever I uh, put multiple designs in front of the group and everybody picks it, it's like, okay, well, that stress is off me because I'm like they picked this design like this is design everybody likes. But this time I'm just kind of I'm just like I'm just doing it. They're just going to get what I give them. Fuck yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. But then again, if everybody's like that sucks, I'll be like, all right, I'll go do another one. (laughs) Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, that too. No, it's great. I, I feel it's gonna be good. It'll be fun to reveal that. We'll uh, we should do a variant version just for YHS listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can um, do that. We'll yeah. make it a instead of a beep, it'll be a beep. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Uh, cool, Jake. What uh, what else? Listen, I do have another stress, but I feel like it could turn into a discussion. So let's let's hit Craig's stress, and then we'll come back to it if we got time. I also want a pin that looks like a microchip and also a wonton. So it's like a digital wonton pin. Oh, my God. Who is that? Ah. Dude, they were messaging us the other day. Dude, they're teasing. They were like, I'm just going to show up the Dragon Con Parade with a T-shirt on that says digital wonton. And everyone's going to be like, oh, okay. God, I hope so. So we know they go to Dragon Con. That narrows it down to 80,000 people. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. 
Um, okay. Um, you know there's a song by Motley Crue called Girls, Girls, Girls? I'm going to write one called Toys, 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 because that's my stress this week. Hi, my name's Craig, and I'm stressed <laughs> about toys. Whew. All right. Jake? <laughs> Abigail? Yeah? Toys, toys, toys. Yeah? Oh, I like it. Yeah? Let's hear it. With the vintage ones with accessories, too. Listen, I, uh, Abigail and myself went to Toylanta last week. Uh, I went for two days, actually. Abby and I went one day, and then a good friend of the podcast uh, and longtime Ghostbusters uh, community member, Zach Myers. Yeah, for sure. um, Mm -hmm. The biggest Ghostheads fan I know. I need to get him a signed Blu-ray or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I know somebody who's got some uh, special edition posters he's given out. So. Do you? Can you get me one? <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I don't want to say it's like a drug. Okay. So oh. uh, keep it away from her. Keep uh, it away from her. Abby and I went to Toylanta. And so I made a couple collecting goals this year. Um, I, I, I like having focused collecting. I ended last year solely focused on real Ghostbusters. And I've, I talked about it last week. I've come a really long way on that line. So still working on that. But my collecting goals for this year were vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Playmates figures, um, vintage Star Wars, uh, specifically, you know, the, the first, the New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi lines. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, a couple others. Th- those those are my main two, though, besides Ghostbusters that I really want to focus in on. And the first day of the convention, we picked up some stuff, but we picked up a lot of random stuff. I got a couple cool things. We got these really cool arcade marquees like that come off of arcade games. Um, got like Street Fighter and Dr. Mario. We, we posted some pictures. We got some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, I actually got something that I've been wanting to get for a while, which is the Ewok Village playset from Return of the Jedi. With two complete Ewoks, yep. uh, low gray Ooh. and uh, chief. What is it, Chief Chirpa? God, I'm, guys, here's the first part of my stress. I'm a bad collector, so <laughs> you're like, I've been wanting this forever. What is what? what what's it come with? Who's that? So, so I'm going through. The guy had a box out, um, and this is these are the guys who run the Star Wars Georgia collecting group. These are like super good dudes. All about Star Wars. Dude, I saw a guy drop two grand on mint on card vintage Star Wars figures. So this is some serious stuff. Yeah. So I, the, the box has the uh, <laughs> the Ewok village, but it's it's not uh, put together. It's like in pieces or whatever. And I'm going through it, and I there's a folded piece of cardboard in there that turned out to be – I don't know which playset it was, but it's one of the original Star Wars playsets that just – it's like from – it's just like a cardboard foldout. Um and it's worth a lot of money, but it was in the box with that. And I picked it up, and I was like, is this just the – I was like, I don't know what else this other stuff is in there. And the guy was like, oh, you mean this? And he opened up. He's like, this original um, – I'll have to find out what it was. And I was just like, oh, I just thought that was like literally cardboard trash that you threw in the box with it. Um, I was like, I'm a bad collector. Uh, do you have any Ewoks? I don't know any of their names besides Wicket. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was cool. it was cool. I got the um, – Got the Ewok Village complete with a couple of Ewoks. And I was also able to get some Ninja Turtles that day from a, from another dealer. So I got Bebop, Rocksteady, Toka, Rezar, uh, and Ace Duck, and Slash all complete. Uh, so my Ninja Turtles collection is is doing some stuff. Um, but So it was cool. It was really cool to hang out with Zach. Loved going to the toy show with Abby. We got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. None of that's my actual stress. Uh-oh. 
Let's hear it. What's your stress? So this, what we're about to talk about has been probably the most important thing that's ever happened on this podcast. Um, I'm glad we're bearing it way late in the episode after like half of our listeners have unsubscribed on iTunes. <laughs> um, it's so important. A year ago, Hasbro did their crowdfunding uh, program for the barge playset, Jabba the Hutt's sail barge from Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. Mm-hmm. You guys know that. What would Jake say? You guys know that old chestnut. <laughs> um, I love that. So... I was back and forth on whether or not I was going to get the barge and I ended, I don't really collect modern three and three, four stars stuff, but I ended up having that fear of missing out and I just went for it. Like two months later, I started kind of having purchase regret. Uh, we had done this big thing on the podcast. Like we established the word barge, right? When you do a barge or you buy a barge or when you're barging, that means you're making a big purchase, a big toy purchase. And it really caught on. Like hotcakes, right? In fact, when we were mm-hmm. at Toylana, we had three different people come up to us say that they were barging. Yeah. Um, one guy didn't even – I don't know what he was talking about. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. So it, it caught on. So barging's a thing. So thank you to everybody for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I sold it. I sold it on eBay. I never talked about it on the podcast. I was sh- ashamed of myself. I was like, I can't believe it. Uh, people think I'm Mr. Barge and I'm a phony. That's what I would say to myself in the mirror. <laughs> Uh, You're a phony, Mr. Barge. <laughs> You're a phony, Mr. Barge. <laughs> You're letting everybody down. But I was like, fuck it. I don't need it. I don't collect that line. And so I sold, basically, I pre-sold it on eBay. Didn't really make much of a profit. A little bit of extra money, but but nothing crazy. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's going to come in this year. It's going to come. It's going to, it's a, it's on a, it's got a one stop flight to its final destination with one stop in Atlanta, Georgia, where I can look at the box and send it on its way. Mm -hmm. So last week in talking, but something happened uh, on eBay. I couldn't get in touch with the guy. It's been so long and I never got his direct contact or his shipping address. So I I had been messaging the guy and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm going to keep this barge now because I can't get a hold of this guy. And then Zack Ryder last week was like, just fucking refund him. Who cares? I was just like, oh, maybe I'll do that. But like, listen, (laughs) this guy's excited about the barge too. I have no interest in screwing anybody over or disappointing Uh anybody or giving anybody's money back. That's not how I roll. Okay? Just because I stand in the mirror and say, you're a phony, Mr. Barge, <laughs> doesn't mean that I have any interest in disappointing other collectors. So Does that make me Mrs. Barge? That makes both of you Mrs. That makes Barge. Jake and I Mrs. Barge. <laughs> um, long story short, the guy gets a hold of me. We talk. Cool. Going to ship you the barge. Take care of all that. And then it dawned on me, I have to get this barge. I have to. <laughs> There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Mr. Barge needs his namesake. <laughs> God, why are you laughing at that? It's so I think you've always known that Mr. Barge needs his barge, and I think that you've just been like grappling with that. So and- recently I have parted ways with a couple per- or a couple collectibles I've sold on eBay, had a little bit of money building up in the PayPal. Oh. And... Mm-hmm. I, I made one condition of myself. I think that Mr. Zach Matt Ryder uh, might have influenced you a lot in our last episode. He's an influential guy. Yeah. Zach Matt. 
Sorry Zach that Matt. former WWE Intercontinental Champion Zack Ryder told me I was a fucking idiot for not having eBay bucks. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, oh, bro, you're stupid. Hey, <laughs> by the way, I did sign up for eBay bucks. It's very easy, and I'm already getting that money back. Yeah. Um, you basically get 1% back of every per- – if you spend 100 bucks, you get a dollar towards your eBay bucks. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and then Zack Ryder won't insult you, so. He probably still will. <laughs> That's fine. Um the barge comes with a yak face figure. It's a limited edition yak face, never before released. It comes with a coin in package. Yeah. The figure alone is going for two to three hundred on eBay. So How I was much like, was the barge again? I can't remember. The five. barge was six hundred. Five, six hundred. Okay. Long story okay. short, I bought another barge. <laughs> Did you? You did? <laughs> uh, this is also news to me. That's I knew you amazing. were going to. You so, can have two barges. So Same one time. barge is going mm-hmm. to Florida to its final destination. One barge is staying here. But uh, to make up the cost difference, I am going to sell the Yak Face, which will um, – here's the thing. The barges – like a lot of people bought these to flip them on eBay. They're not really – there's so many of them. There's hundreds of barges on eBay. There's so many of them that they're not really going for much more than the original purchase cost. So I said, what the hell? It's my birthday. My dad sent me 100 bucks in the mail. That's free money. Nice. Um, thanks, Pops. And stepmom, Kyle, Carol, whatever your name is. She's going by Kyle. She changed her name. It's fine. It's Kyle. She won't hear this. She um, won't know. <laughs> Lyle. I just call her Lyle. She's eventually the final four will be Lyle. Um. So yeah, barge. There's a barge in my living room right now. I'm gonna open the fuck out of it after this podcast. Yeah, um, I can't, I'm so excited. Yeah, I got a question though. Go for it. If if you're willing to, uh, you know, dip in here, what what did you sell? Is it? I sold. Can you say? I sold a couple things. He sold some stuff that we were complaining about <laughs> when we talked to Zach Ryder. I sold some loose Diamond Select Ghostbusters figures. Okay. Um, not the real Ghostbusters ones, but maybe the ones that always fall. Um, I sold two mint-on-card real Ghostbusters figures that I had from a previous purchase, but I'm not um, But I'm not uh, really collecting mint-on-card. Uh, and they went and I right, got some good right, money right. for it. So, um, and there was one I can't... It's literally escaping my mind what the other thing was. But I was able to – I made like 400 bucks or something like that. Uh, it that, was stuff that you're not really like missing or mm-hmm. stuff that you can it, probably the, pick up later on down the road. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Collecting is fluid for me. Who knows? In six months, I might be done with this barge. I've <laughs> always noticed – Craig, I've always noticed that you you don't have an issue You know, if you're just if you're just like, you know what? I don't need this. I'll sell it. And I've always kind of been like, oh, what the fuck? Are you fucking selling shit? I can't sell anything. All right. So a, like, yeah. I've sold like maybe two things. In it's the, about to get the, real poignant around here. Yeah, it's I about can, to get real. Um, I, can tell you, I can tell you why. Okay. The reason is, is because I'm actually a minimalist. No, I'm not. Um, I, there have been times in my life where uh, my adult life where money has gotten extremely tight. Oh, you're talking about being poor. Yeah, I've been Got poor. It. Uh due to like, you know, job loss or stuff like that. So right. I kind of learned early on that like sometimes you just got to sell something. It yeah. sucks, okay. breaks my heart, but I'm not going to lie, 
not too worried about those diamond select figures. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so so I'm gonna post up some pictures, and uh, and I'll probably sleep in the barge tonight. And I did no idea where it's gonna go, but I've been on this earth for 35 years, and this is my first barge, and that's pretty crazy because my name is Mister Barge. So it's just yeah. it's good that it worked out. It just that makes way. sense. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's my stress. It's, it's a now here's the real stress. I'm about to go hard on Star Wars figure three and three four. Yeah, figures. you are. Yeah. Are you guys, I hope you guys are gonna do an unboxing video with that barge. You gotta fill the barge. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna fill the barge with stuff that doesn't belong on there. <laughs> I will. I saw somebody do that. I there's already a video online of somebody with a barge full of like Star Trek figures. But mm. it's that dumb collecting uh, rationale I have, like, because I bought the Ewok Village, now I got the barge. I'm like, guys, I'm only doing Return of the Jedi. That's like, that's my limit. And then I'm like, that's well. It. That's it. Because I also have a Dagobah playset, which is technically from Empire Strikes Back. So I've already broke my own rule. Mm-hmm. So, uh- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's some good toy stress. And, and I feel like, um, Here's the uh, here's another you know how Zack Ryder kept saying he was a psycho. Here's a psycho thought. Mm-hmm. Eventually, in the next couple months, Hasbro's going to announce whatever their next crowdfunding thing is. And mm-hmm. in my head, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it if I don't get the first one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's I was like, I was like, if I don't get this one, I'll just be like, well, what's the point? I don't have the first. I don't have the barge. It doesn't matter what it is. Is it? It's not like it's guaranteed to build off of the barge. They're just no. It's not going to no, be. No, but hey, you know, no, but you know what? It's probably going to be something. Uh, I don't want to downplay how how cool and big the barge is, but it's going to be something better. They're not going to like downgrade. It's going to be something even more exciting. It's an actual full scale barge. <laughs> what if it's a fucking in scale Sarlacc pit playset? Dude, um... they put out some sort of Sarlacc pit playset a couple years ago, and it's very hard to find now. Uh, there's been rumors people want a six inch scale X wing, which would be that'd be cool, very big. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been asking for a, a like a Death Star playset forever. I don't know how you do that, <laughs> but uh, maybe like a couple rooms of the Death Star. Okay. Maybe yeah, maybe that I, room where brothers and sisters kiss. <laughs> All right. So that's my stress. We're about to get room. to this interview, Jake. You have another uh, stress, though. Well, you know what? I I did, but I feel like it could it could lead into a longer conversation. Maybe we should uh, save it for next week. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Do you I feel like we've been. I don't know. I feel like the episode's already kind of long. Uh, we could easily spend another half an hour talking about this. So well, why don't you give us a little tease so I have something to look forward to in my life? It it has to do with uh, some child's play test screenings and leaks. Oh, okay. Ooh. I read yeah. about those it test screenings too. I actually haven't heard anything about those yet. I know they're happening, but do you want me Oh to, you said it. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what I read? Sure. That it was I mean don't go, I, no, go ahead. It was three hours long. Okay. And that it wasn't as good as the first one. Oh, okay. But Chapter it's early. two? Chapter two, yeah. It is very early, and that's the uh, like. I mean, we don't without getting into the stuff that I had to talk about with Child's Play. Like, test screenings often, yeah, don't go well. Yeah. So, well, we've learned that lesson Hope before for now, best. haven't we? Listen, coming up right now, we got our interview with Jerry Malani. Malani. Jerry Melania. Uh, 
Jerry Milani of Wizard World. He's the press guy. We talked about FanFest. It's a very good conversation. I think anybody who's going to FanFest or wants to know a little Mm -hmm. bit more about what's going down. From the mouth of the wizard. From Dr. Wizard Jerry Milani. He's not a doctor. <laughs> he's Mr. a wizard. Barge he's not a doctor. To Mr. Wizard. Um, and then we're not going to come back after that until next week. Now so we're gone. Uh, we will say goodbye now, and then we will go to the uh, interview. Anything else, guys? Before we kick it on over? Nope. 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 All right. That's, That's it, it, y'all. Well, for VHS stress, hmm. barge stress. Yeah. And. PKE Surge logo stress. I couldn't think. I was like, forgot mine. I, like, you forgot mine. I did not forget it. Uh, I was you like, you don't listen to me. I was going to say in child's stress. play stress. I was like, no, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, cool. We'll see everybody next week. Here's the interview. Bye. Later. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, everybody. Joining us now on the line from Wizard World, Jerry Milani. Jerry, you are, I guess, the the main press person at Wizard World. You're handling all of the PR uh, for Ghostbusters Fan Fest, we really appreciate you joining Yes Have Some Podcast tonight. Well, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to this unique event, and I'm glad to be talking to you guys about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's go back a little bit. The announcements were made a couple weeks ago. You guys rolled out the ticket packages, uh, kind of an early peek at some of the programming, some of the guests. Uh, but I think a lot of people, one of the questions we keep getting is like, what was the genesis of the event? What, you know, how did you guys hook up with Sony? And, and basically, how, how did this come into a conversation? Because it was announced last year on Ghostbusters Day. So how long were you guys planning it before the, uh, the announcement happened? Sure. Well, we have a partnership that goes back uh, around to about that time with Sony, where we do some other things with them at certain events. We've had Sony executives come to the event and fans or exhibitors or artists or whoever is involved with our show have had the ability to submit some ideas for movies and stories and such and have actual meetings with Sony executives at some of our events. So that's kind of the beginning of our work with Sony was was that, and we're hoping to do some more of those. We did, I think, three or four of those last year, and we're hoping to do some more at some of our bigger shows this year coming up. But that was kind of the genesis of our connection with Sony. So we're always trying to find ways when we get a partner as strong as that to maximize what's going to work for everyone. When the idea for the FanFest uh, came about, it made sense, and since we were partnering with them and we're one of the companies that – in this space, I think that had the capability of putting an event together like this, uh, that partnership made it natural for us to work with Sony on putting this event together because it's there are going to be some elements of what we do at Wizard World shows and some different things. Uh, so it'll it'll kind of be a fun for us also to kind of flex our muscles in a different direction. Cool. Yeah, I think like that's kind of the thing that struck everybody. Uh, as the announcements started coming out, uh, we're avid convention goers, so we've been to Wizard World. Uh, we're in Atlanta, so we do Dragon Con every year. Uh, so we're very familiar with you know the convention scene and how it works. But this is uh, off the bat doesn't necessarily feel like your traditional uh, con uh, at a convention center or you know with all the mm-hmm. traditional con stuff going on. Um, so talk a little bit about what maybe will separate. Uh, you know, FanFest being such a specialized event for Ghostbusters from like a regular, you know, you guys were just, I think, in Oklahoma or Washington, like from, from one of those weekend shows. What what can uh, folks expect to be different? 
Sure. Well, I mean, like I said, there will be some elements of our show that are part of it, but this is, like you said, a very unique kind of setup. It's not in a convention center. It's on the Sony lot. So that's going to be the benefit of that is that you're going to be in right there where the magic happened. The difference for us is when we're in a convention center, and everyone is different, so every one of our shows has some things that are different, but a convention center setup is different than this. We're going to have some indoor elements. We're going to have some outdoor elements. We're going to have some things that we do at our events, like Q&As and some level of other uh, attractions on the um, uh, exhibitor side and some artists who create Ghostbusters, there may be some things that are not exactly directly just Ghostbusters, but are so closely related in the movie world that might be extras for fans. But there's also this element that this is a very specific event. So we have had, at a lot of our shows, some very specific things happen at our events. So in Portland, uh, three weeks ago, we did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reunion where we had nine of the members from the original series all together. Uh, we had Smallville. We had five members of the Smallville cast. Uh, we often have that where there is going to be a certain fandom that's going to be attracted to our show that maybe wouldn't have been before or maybe had never experienced our show before. And while there were all these other things you can do at our event, it was still uh, an attraction to a certain fan, to a certain fandom, and we think we've done that well uh, over the years, and we think that this will just be an extension of doing that. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think that uh, I know we're ex- we've been excited about this since the announcement mm-hmm. was made. Mm-hmm. So for us, like we made the decision, like let's see, June eighth last year, Ghostbusters Day, we we're like, well whatever top tier VIP, like whatever it is, we're doing it. Like we don't care. Um, so we're, we're fully on board. Um, when you guys did roll out the packages and the pricing, I think there was a little bit of sticker shock for some folks who maybe were expecting, uh, you know, a traditional con kind of pricing structure. Um, we just are, we've been going by the assumption that a lot of that has to do with a combination of, you know, budget, uh, what you guys have planned as well as, uh, you know, capacity. It's a limited event. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the ticket packages and, and maybe if there's any like caps or, you know, different capacities that kind of went into uh, the pricing structure? Sure. Well, the capacity is, is first is the capacity of the lot. So we're talking about a not an, an area in a convention center where if we wanted to add another another exhibit hall we would just add another exhibit hall so if our if our show in cleveland this past week which was huge was going to be twice as big we would have figured out a way to get another hall here we don't have that so there's there's a limitation to just the the number of people who can be on the lot at a time in certain areas uh so that's part of it the second part of it is dan Aykroyd and some ivan reitman and some of the talent that's involved with this these are folks that never have come together in in this kind of situation so it's a uh there there, you know there's cost involved with that there's cost involved with just uh many of the parts of this that you know we'd love to have and as we do at most of our shows all of our shows a fan-friendly pricing option but the uh, the opportunity to do that we kind of was kind of lost when that would maybe preclude us from being able to do some of these bigger photo ops and bigger autograph packages and then just simply not have enough room to be able to do those mm-hmm. yeah and and like we all talked about it like 
Um, at the end of the day, for a, a hardcore Ghostbusters fan, and Jake, we've talked about this time and time again, mm-hmm. um, you know, when have you been able to get a picture with Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Ivan Reitman, you know, uh, uh, William Atherton and yeah. all these guests that have been announced. Yeah. It, it's, it's never happened before. Whatever the, the ticket price is for that hand selection of, of people together. Cause that picture and that photo is going to be so hard to get. You don't find that everywhere. So yeah, I'm not excited happen about again, that. Um, so right. and like you said, it's never happened and, and, and it's likely to never happen again. I mean, yes, yeah. in five years, there's going to be a 40th anniversary, but who knows who's doing what in four in five years, guys, gals that are part of this, might be doing other movies. Might be, we know we have Dan Aykroyd. We know we have Ivan Reitman. We know we have Ernie. This this pack of guys together and gals, this is the first time, and like you said, maybe it's the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as guests go, you guys uh, put out the first uh, run of guests. So we've got real Ghostbusters cast members, guests uh, from the original movie. Ray Parker Jr. is going to be there. Um, so when do you guys suspect any more announcements will come and um, will those be from like possibly, you know, Ghostbusters answer the call, extreme Ghostbusters, additional cast members from the original movie. Um, Do you guys have any timeline for those kind of announcements? You know, I can't know for sure. I know that part of it is the timing of the new movie discussions. Mm -hmm. And that is having some effect on what Sony can announce and what people who are involved with the direct directly in the production of that, uh, when they're able to announce things and say things. So, you know, when we do a wizard world show, when we sign somebody, they get announced and they go up and that's, that's a, it's a easy transaction. It's okay. You're signed. You're on. We'll put you up on the website. We'll publicize you here. We're dealing you know, when you deal with a, a, an entity as large and broad and with as many tentacles as Sony, there's a lot more that goes into it. So we're used to being in control to a degree of what we can announce and who we can have ready and who we can inc- – this, we're limited, first of all, to the Ghostbusters universe, and second to what, you know, the the larger entity in this group, uh, Sony, has, um, you know, available – for us to be able to talk about. Yeah, and that actually kind of bridges into another question I had. Um, I'm assuming when you guys originally started planning this, there was no new Ghostbusters movie even being talked about because by all accounts, it came together pretty quickly. Um, I imagine that that production uh, being so close to FanFest and they haven't announced whether any of the original cast will be involved and who that would be. Um I guess you just answered that question. There's just certain things that aren't going to be able to be talked about (laughs) right now. Um, Yeah. And we're, and then we're looking at our timing for that of, you know, it's our show. This, this show is, is in June. The week after that is our Philadelphia show, which is our second largest event. So if there is timing that can coincide with any announcements involving the new project that's at our event, that would be great. Like we would love that. I don't know if that's Sony's plan. I don't know if they can adjust any things in terms of production or in terms of announcements to have those be specially uh, announced or specially produced at our event. Those are things that if we are able to kind of get those as part of the show are only going to enhance what Ghostbusters fans are, are, I think really excited about the new movie. And I think, um, 
that we hopefully will have some involvement with it, with our event. And if we do, that's something that can, um, that can just enhance what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's something that's kind of been everybody's, uh, kind of hope that, you know, um, that Sony has you know, a couple tricks up their sleeve. I know you guys are big on you're, you're dealing with the infrastructure of the event and actually the planning of, of what's happening when, um, but maybe they'll be providing some of the more specific programming and, and how that's laid out. Yeah, we've just kind of gotten started with that and we still have the scheduling to do. We still have, you know, which exact locations we can use, you know, which of the celebrities are going to do panels. I mean, in our situation at Wizard World shows, we know that you know, other than ones who have special contracts where they can't, for example, Jason Momoa, we're able to do Q&A panels and, and sometimes post-event programming with some of the other celebrities that just becomes a, an extra special thing for fans. I, I think we're not entirely sure everyone's availability for things like that. So that's going to change, you know, which one becomes the featured panel. You know, how many are on the featured panel? How many featured panels do we do? That kind of thing is all um, still up in the air. And those are things that as we get closer, you know, we'll you know, be able to have more answers as to what that's going to be exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the questions we keep getting from everybody is that, okay, um, we know that there's photo ops and autographs include with some of the higher tier packages. What will be the meet and greet autograph photo op opportunities? Let's say if you do the general admission package for $500, will, um, you know, will you be able to, you know, stand in line and, and do the traditional stuff with like, um, you know, that might be harder for Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman because of the, the stature of those guests. But, you know, Ernie's done a lot of cons and uh, some of the other guests, uh, I know folks are going to want to meet real Ghostbusters cast. Um, can you speak to that at all as about what kind of availability there will be uh, for the general admission? That's something that I really don't know. I mean, I think that's something that's still part of just the way you described it is depending on, you know, do we have six hours with a celebrity uh, among the ones you spoke? Do we have 10 hours? Do we have two hours? And I think that's part of why the exclusivity of the packages is as it is. If we, if we had a package that was significantly lower that promised things that we can't deliver, well, that's going to be the worst thing. If you go into the situation buying something, thinking that XYZ celebrity among this group is going to be in, included in what you have, and then because we don't have the physical time. And sometimes this happens to us at Wizard World shows. We just simply, you just simply run out of time. And we don't certainly want anyone to, um, to go disappointed. I mean, in any of our shows, we try to do as many things as we can so that the fan attendee goes away having had a great experience. That's the idea is that they have a great experience. And I think that if you have a certain expectation going in and that can't be met, and, you know, if we knew now that that couldn't be met and we put that up there, that would that would probably be the worst thing to do. Yeah. And I totally get that. Jake, uh, what was the convention you went to last year up in yeah, Philadelphia? Well, uh -huh. Oh, uh, Monster Mania. Yeah, I, w I was about to like mention, you know, that's one of the things like <laughs> you want to, you know, as Craig said, we jumped on those. We jumped on those like tier 10 right away because sometimes it's definitely worth it to skip whatever lines we we the three of us waited in a, a richard dreyfus line for six hours once you know and it was like that's your whole that's your whole day mm -hmm. so richard dreyfus is kind of worth it 
except that if you wanted to do anything else, you couldn't. But Richard Dreyfuss doesn't really do shows. I mean, that that's a worth it to that me. That one was I mean, worth it. Guy that, yeah, Jesus. that was worth it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was great. But it's like when you when you go to those conventions that are that are, you know, three days long, you can you can afford you can afford to spend one day in line. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. is this is kind of a one day thing. And, you know, right. And that's the thing about the time that I mentioned. So a lot of times what we can do is, you know, most of our celebrities come multiple days at our shows. So we had this happen in Cleveland where, you know, the the the, the Sometimes you don't know how much on-site response there's going to be. Like we have, we had an idea that Sean Astin was going to have a late big response, so we had a big area for him. But Sean just takes a lot of time doing autographs with his with his fans. He just does. Mm-hmm. And we got to the end of the day, and we got to the end of the day, and some fans hadn't gotten it. We're like, we'll just come back tomorrow. We'll give you a ticket for tomorrow. And we we're able, because he was there the next day, to handle that overflow. Or we did A and B side, and we, we, we sell specific days. And if someone happens to come and we're able to get them the other day, we do it. So it kind of eases off. We have flexibility, like you said, when there's two days. When there's one day and it's going to be X number of hours, but yeah. when the time comes, the time comes. The train, the plane's leaving, the bus is leaving, and we got to make sure everybody gets on it. Right, and I think I guess that... it helped. No, no, go no, for it. I, I was just gonna say, I guess that that also was gonna help with the fact that um, this is gonna be, as you said, a little more limited in the amount of people because of the space, and that's definitely gonna probably help with the time and everything. Like we've mm-hmm. we've all been on the Sony lot, and I and I know it's gonna be interesting to have like. Because people are working there every day, you know, it's like, it's not just like you were saying, it's not in a convention center where they can close everything else down. Like this is a working mm-hmm. lot with yeah. limited space and a lot right. of people everything doing is, other it, things. It, and, 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 and we've done site visits and our team, look, our team that does this, we know that when we're in Cleveland, that's a different venue than when we're in mm-hmm. Portland. And that's different from what we're going to have. We're going to be in a dome in next month in St. Louis. Now, the advantage is we've been to all these places before. We've put shows on before. Every once in a while, we get, like, Boise last year was a new venue for us. We made it work. The fans who came had a great time. Um, this is a different kind of venue. I think the only thing similar to this is a few years ago, we did a show in New York at a venue called Basketball City, which is a um, really a, it's basketball courts, and, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's kind of not set up, but, but we, we made do. Um, and I think same thing, people who came had a good time. I wish more people came. We'd still be doing that show. But I think an event like this, it's a, a, you know, it's really once in a lifetime. And I think that we have the kind of team that knows what they're doing and will make adjustments and, and make it the best it can be. But you sometimes have to err on the side of what if the worst thing happens? What if this area gets overflowed and it goes into another like we have to look at the, that and know that there's a limitation and we wish we could have a fifty dollar everyone come on ticket mm-hmm. and have twenty thousand people there but we cannot handle twenty thousand people if we had a fifty dollar ticket twenty thousand people would come to this yeah. i believe True. Yeah. oh 100%. And we can't handle that yeah i mean even a hundred dollar ticket i mean like i've <sighs> We, we did a whole episode kind of breaking this down and, and doing devil's advocate and looking at it from all sides. Um, but when you really step out of the box and think about it, if you want the folks that are going to be able to go to have the best possible experience mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, a capacity standpoint, uh, an experience, uh, you know, photo ops, autographs, merchandise. merchandise, going to panels. I mean, you know, 
people keep comparing it to Star Wars Celebration, and it's like, you can't really compare it to that. We've been to Star Wars Celebration. We were there two years ago. We had fun, but we also waited for four hours just to get into the merch store. So it's like, yeah. the you can't... Yeah, and I think those kind of events happen, like, even though it's a big deal, as you, when, you, when you go to that, if you're a fan of it, you want to go every time. You want to go. It, it, they just, those, the elements of those, I think, are more out there than the elements of this. Um, and, and I think that's another thing in, that makes it, you know, maybe a little, little extra special. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we won't, uh, we won't keep you too much longer and maybe we can do another follow-up as, as we kind of get, you know, within that couple week period and maybe do some Q and a from folks that are attending. So, uh, we can address any specifics that come up. Um, a couple more questions that, um, one thing people who, you know, we, we've got some, you know, private Facebook groups with folks that have already, you know, purchased their ticket. They're ready to go. Tickets booked, flights booked, hotel booked. Um, as far as like some of the exclusives and some of the merchandise and the signed DVD, have you guys ironed out any of those details or is that still TBA? Yeah, no, they're still working on that. And again, it's something that once Sony has something in stone, that's when it gets announced. You know, gotcha. really can't speculate on them because if again we don't want to promise something wizard will never wants to promise something that we can't deliver and if it happens it happens and we do make goods if you know we were in we were in chicago last year and, and sam uh from from outlander hugan i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing his name right couldn't make it uh he was stuck in new zealand we did you know we not only were we able to get everyone who had bought a vip package a one-on-one Skype interview with him during the show, but we still gave everybody tickets to this year's show. Like we tried to go over and do as many things, and we're still doing VIP packages for people who still got a pretty good experience there. But we we couldn't deliver exactly what we wanted to, so we found a way. You know, here I don't know how you do a make good if you know if we can't deliver something that we put in here. If we say there's going to be a DVD, there's got to be a DVD. We can't put it in there and hope. If, we, if Dan Aykroyd is coming, we got to make sure that Dan Aykroyd is scheduled to come. He's scheduled mm-hmm. to come. It's signed. He's up there. Anybody else that's not up there, they're not signed. So if someone at one point decides they're able to come, we'll put them up there. But we can't we can't overpromise and underdeliver. That's the right. uh, the tenet of uh, I think all good businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're class ten. We're ready for that breakfast with Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Can't fax us any croissants after the fact. So uh, <laughs> we'll. Uh, but no, we're excited. We're nothing but excited. We we can't wait to get out there and yeah. and uh, have this experience. And we know you guys are working hard on it. and We appreciate it. Um, I'm not even gonna. The, 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 we we put up a, a post saying if you have you know questions and a couple people ask the Bill Murray question. It's like we're not even gonna go there. If, yeah. if, if Bill Murray's there, Who he's knows? gonna he's gonna be in a mask serving snow cones and no one's gonna know it. So, <laughs> uh, but Jerry, we really appreciate it, man. And and. Um, like I said, maybe in a couple of weeks or as we get a little bit closer, we can do another one of these uh, once more details. Please, I would like to. Yes, I hope we have a lot more details. But I think that's a pretty good start for what the show is going to be. And I think for fans like yourselves and fans who really love the franchise, this is a dig in and go for it moment, I think. Um, you know, I don't know what exactly to compare it to. You know, if you're a big Wheel of Fortune fan and Pat Sajak is going to do a, a show, like, you make sure you go. You know, yeah. it's, it's just something that popped into my head, but I don't know what else to, you know, to compare it to. Is Clint Eastwood doing a, a, an yeah. old spaghetti westerns thing or whatever? Like, that's the only thing I can compare this to. Like, this is an iconic franchise. It's probably Sony's biggest 
current franchise now that's that's trying to move in in in, in directions. So it's a big deal for people. This is a movie that. Uh, that people have loved for a long time and, and, and deserves to be in the pantheon of the biggest movies, uh, fandoms. And this is something that hopefully captures that for people who come. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. We think that, um, it will, we keep harping, harping, we keep harping on the fact that it is once in a lifetime and mm-hmm. the circumstances of this 35th anniversary, a new movie. In All the, of it aligning. It's very exciting. We go to uh, Dragon Con every year and do PKE Surge, which is like a gathering of uh, pretty much the largest gathering of Ghostbusters fans. Uh, we go out and get pizza, but this is a little bigger than that. And bigger I'm, than pizza. It's a little bigger than it's pizza. A little bigger. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited. Well, cool. Jerry Milani, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations to you guys, and, and we appreciate the, the hard work, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks cool. for your time.